Many of us feel that the San Francisco 49ers fell short due to the lack of quarterback. Yeah, we ran out of quarterbacks. What if I told you the San Francisco 49ers may have failed due to the lack of productivity from their defense? Next, we're going to break it right down right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. The 49ers must improve on defense in order to win a championship. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. passing Breezy end. this, breezy the that. Lord. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by Trey, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know? Yeah. One time for the one time, it's your boy Wayne Breezy. It's Monday, I'm back. It's a new week, it's a new day! Shout out to everybody out there, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Welcome to the Wayne Breezy Show. I gotta give the foghorn. We got our first Super Chat contribution. And I told you, the first Super Chat contribution before the Super Chat segment will get read Firstly, on the air, here we go. Miss Jacqueline Knox is in the building. Hey, Breezy and Niner family, I hope you guys are having an amazing day. 49ers will win Super Bowl 58. I'm predicting it now. Remember, I said that. I promise you this will be starred for the remainder of the season. Jacqueline is putting out the prediction. I'm with you, Jackie. I feel like the 49ers continue to get closer and closer. I know a lot of people feel it's my optimism, but they just got to tweak a few things. It's just a few things they need to tweak. It's just a few things. I will say that. Now, We'll talk about that right here on the show. Uh, welcome, everybody, again to the show. I got to shout out to some of you guys like that are, 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 are members of the channel. Shout out to Peachy. She says, good morning. Uh, faithful. Shout out to Peachy. My brother Troy's in the building. Good morning, Breeze and family. Tony Montana. Morning, Faithful. Jerome Davis. What's popping? Niner fam. Defense will remain dominant. Can't wait to see the new additions. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going with this, baby. Marty Mar, 49er Empire says, good morning, 49er. Empire was good, Breezy. Hey, man, what's good with you, man? I'm I'm good. I'm Gucci. Uh, lost a couple of pounds. Uh, been eating better. Been working out. Got a lot of energy. Most importantly, been sleeping well. That's that's really good. I think the key to to good life is sleep and rest. Good morning, Miss Debbie. She says, "Good morning, Wayne. Blessings to all the faithful joining this morning." 49er Jeff is in the building. Good morning, my good people. Jedi is in the building. What it do? What it do, family? My brother Steve is in the building. What's going on, family? Good morning, bro. Christy Marie's in the building. Uh, she did say good morning. It's the first comment that I saw, but she wanted to reply to Jacqueline. Says, yes, we win in Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. My man Eddie G's in the building. What up, faithful? Let's effing go. And I feel like I've gotten through the majority of the members so far. To all the subscribers out there, thank you so much for tuning in. I 
appreciate it. Let's go ahead and get down to the nitty gritty of everything. You know, I got to get through the formalities. Make sure you like, you comment, and subscribe. Click, click, hit the button, man. YouTube.com backslash at the Wayne Breezy. Make sure you go ahead and do that, all right? And YouTube, the poll is going on right now. The question is, which position would you not me, not the team. Would you, you get to play GM today with address and free agency between defensive end and defensive tackle. Listen, this week is going to be good. Got Tony on here on Wednesday. I got John Chapman on Friday. We're going to be breaking down the defense. Last week, we focused on the offensive line. This week, we're going to focus on the defensive line. It's going to be a great show. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts or wherever it is you choose to listen to your podcast. Listen, if you're going to subscribe, make sure you leave a comment and don't forget to hit the rating. All right, the rating system is super important. Exclusive content for those paid. Patreons over there on patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy. Shout out to everybody that's a Patreon. All right, check out the tier packages there for you. If you want to become a producer of the show, check out the latest tier package on the Patreon. Producers, you get extra perks and you are going to love them. So make sure you go to www.patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy. Don't forget if you're watching on Twitch, you have Twitch, you want to watch the show, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can do it for free using your Amazon Prime account. That means it costs you zero pennies. It's free. Nine nine. All right. What does that mean? If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can go ahead and use your Amazon Prime account to subscribe to the Twitch channel. So please go ahead and do so. All right. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at Wayne Breezy. You can also become what we call a subscriber on the Twitter as well, where there are private conversations going on between myself and those that are subscribers. We have different things going on, different content that we're talking about, uh, you know, behind the scenes or things like that. So if you want to become a member of that, don't don't forget, go ahead, Wayne Breezy, you'll see it. It'll say super follow or subscriber or whatever it has. Instagram, shout out to you guys. The Instagram is growing. Shout out to the managers over there, Eric, Steve, uh, Peachy. Shout out to the managers over there on the Instagram channel. Don't forget to follow at the Wayne Breezy. If you see your reel up there, like it, share it, comment, touch it, click it, whatever it is you got to do. Don't forget to do so. There's the website, www.twben.com. It is under construction, but it is currently up and running. All right. Shout out to my man, Ty. That's the webmaster now of the site. Also on the site, the apparel is there. Those that put place their orders and you were able to use the discount, those that couldn't use the discount because you're not members of any one of the social platforms your orders will be on the way i believe they all got printed up and shipped out so congratulations to you You should be receiving your stuff this week all right www.twben.com backslash shop i will be rocking my stuff this week as well all right and if you want to email me uh the wayne breezy at gmail.com you guys have any uh you want to be on the show when you guest on the show you have any ideas for the show hit me an email we could talk and privately uh or whatnot and then don't forget to check out the latest in 49ers news right there www.49erswebzone.com now listen i am looking for writers for the wayne breezy entertainment network i do want to post other 49er people that are that want to write about their team especially in the off season if you feel like that's something that you want to do shoot me an email and we'll get your stuff posted on the website all right we'll get your stuff posted on the actual twben.com and it will be your credit and you will get credit so if that's something that you're interested in and you want to be a part of that 
don't forget to check it out. All right. It's really cool. Really cool. Really cool. All right. All right. Sponsors. Uh, shout out to Residency. Our sponsors over at Residency. Go to www.residency.com. Use the promo code SFBreezy. You'll save on your total purchase. Also, if you want to rock some of these cool Zenny shades, bam, bam. All right. I have plenty of different pair to show. I have regular glasses, shades, and things like not that. Uh, there's a link in the description of the show. Make sure you click on that link and you will save on your purchase. But you have to click on that link. Notice my name is in that link. All right. So make sure you click on that link if you want. Now, I could tell you right now, the Zenny frames, the Zenny optical frames, they are relatively inexpensive. So I would take advantage of that as we speak. There will be new links to our LIDS sponsors over there at LIDS. All right. So we will have plenty of things uh, coming out. You got the draft day caps that are going to be coming out. I'll make sure I'll post the promo code, but the link also will be in the description of the show. All right. Listen, not a lot of 49er news going on out there, so this is not necessarily a news show. It's more like a topic show. What's going on, Paul? I see you out there, baby. All right, and so what we're going to do is I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what's going on, and I'm going to pose a couple of questions. Today, today's episode, we're going to get down to the boys having fun out there out in Cabo. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about Javon Kinlaw and his fifth-year option. We'll talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to focus on how this team needs to improve defensively defensively in order to win a championship. Now, I know some people out there are saying, listen, the 49ers offense needs to be better and things like that. I get it. I get it. That's what we see. But listen, I feel like if the 49ers continue to focus on the defense, it seems like every season the defense lays an egg. There's a drop interception. There's a, uh, 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 I mean, there's just so many things, right? That I feel like if the defense can go out there and make one play. And if you ask, the, the, the best captain in the world, Fred Warner, he will tell you that, man, if we could have just made one more play. I love that about Fred Warner. Hence to why he's my favorite player. Like he he definitely takes accountability for things that aren't even his fault. But that that shows you the growth of a man. Right. And and the growth of, of wanting to be not just the best player out there on the football field, but just a, the best person out there on the football field. So round of applause for Fred Warner because he just goes out there and does his thing in and out every week. Lake City, what's going on, family? Kali, I see you in the building, baby. So, yeah, defensively, like, you know, we talked about the trenches last week, the offensive line. They need to address the offensive line, whether it's a free agent signing, which I'm hoping that they they, they handle, in my opinion, the center. I, let me just recap that center position. I was putting out stuff last week, and a lot of people were upset because I wasn't talking about Jake Brendel. And let's just do a quick recap because I like Jake. Jake's 30 years old. He'll be 31 next year. He played relatively well for the 49ers. He was a Pro Bowl alternate. Okay. But if you want to be better, now I'm not saying Jake Brendel can't go out there and get any better, but let's let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a hundred, right? His run blocking was terrible. And the 49ers couldn't sustain drives because they couldn't run the ball. If it wasn't for a jukey dookie type of play from Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers wouldn't have even been as great in the run. And it starts with the center position because the center has to be able to get out there, crack block, seal, get to the second level, take out a linebacker. There's so many things that a center has to do in Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's, uh, it's all about athleticism. And I just think when it comes to running the ball, Jake Brendel didn't have it. Now, when you were talking about pass protection, he was damn near top, top of the top. He was cream to crop. I get it. 
But the 49ers like to run the ball and they like to sustain drives off of running the ball. And Elijah Mitchell couldn't stay healthy. And I want to know how much of that happened due to the simple fact. I mean, he was getting hit in the knee. But imagine if we just had a better center. Now, when you go back to the year prior to Jake Brenner, it was Alex Mack. And we were running the ball down throats. I think we got to get back to that football. I think you improve. It's not taking shots at Jake. It's just more like they're, they're better athletic centers that may be available. That may cost you a little bit less, less money, which money is always going to be a factor, correct? So if money is going to be a factor, and there's a guy out there like Garrett Bradbury, and you don't want to spend your money on the guy that I like and Connor McGovern from the New York Football Jets, because if that's the case, bring back Jake Brindle, even though I think McGovern is an upgrade over Jake. But the reason why I was sitting here trying to, I'm not moving on from Jake. He's a free agent. So I guarantee you, Pro Bowl alternate on his resume now, he's going to he's gonna demand a little bit more money, and, and which, which I'm not mad from Jake Brindle. Not mad about that. Hey, if there's a team willing to pay Jake some bread, he has a family now. I want him to go get the bread. Do I want him to re-sign with the 49ers? Absolutely. I like the continuity. I don't want to break it. I think the 49ers need to focus their attention on the center position more than the right tackle position. I do, but there may be upgrades out there and the 49ers will have to take a chance on that. So if you want to get the best athletic center that's on the market, meaning guys like Alex Mack, guys like Western Richburg, then you go after guys like Bradbury. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. Former first round pick. Hasn't really been that great with the Minnesota Vikings. Had to deal with a couple of injuries here and there. I believe he, he, he was playing better. Had that interception uh, toward the end of the season last year. I think you go after that and, and you try to save yourselves a little bit of money. Now, I do know the 49ers won't be afraid to spend money on the center. They, they do it every time they need a center. All right. And so my man Symmetry comes in. What's going on, Sam? He says Jason Poe is the answer. I mean, look, we don't know that. Just like we don't know if Trey Lance is the answer at quarterback. Why? And the only reason why I'm saying we don't know is because we just haven't seen it. That's all, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just we just haven't seen it. If we had a chance to see Jason Poe take reps in regular games opposed to just what we saw in practice, then maybe he is. And you know what? Maybe he is the answer. You know what I'm saying? The only thing is, it's just unknown uh, as of right now. Jason Pro wasn't uh, drafted as a center. He was drafted as a guard. He's listed as a guard. He's been taking snaps as a center. I don't know. We don't know. All I know is the San Francisco 49ers on that offensive, just a quick like, recap from last week, start with the center, find the right tackle, boom. And now you still have your depth. Right. And then you figure out ways to get better because you're only going into the to the to the new season with a Trent Williams with a what third year um and Aaron Banks, a second year and Spencer Burford, and then those two holes. That's that's crucial. That's why I get why everybody wants to address the offensive line free agency. Now let's flip the script because we got to get into defense. And, and and before we do, shout out to the 49er players out there, man. They're having a great time uh, at the beginning of the offseason. I'm all about all work and then you get to play when it's over, right? And so it's really cool to see the 49er players out there. I, I got a chance to watch on Debo's uh, Instagram. Uh, he posted them going across probably the longest bridge I've ever seen in my entire life on some ATVs. I don't know if that would have been me, but they did it. They got across. They had fun. 
Then they went out to dinner and you saw D-Book, uh, you saw uh, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, a bunch of 49 players out there. Trent Williams was out there. Coach, I believe Kyle Shanahan was out there. It was really cool to see the players just enjoying the fruits of their labor uh, because when they get to work, when they get into the mindset of working, man, it's all that, right? It's no play. It's all work. You never hear anything typically about the 49ers in the offseason doing anything crazy, you know, but they do like to spend that what I call family time where they continue to bond. And, and it was really cool seeing that because last season we didn't really get much of that from Debo Samuel. He was in a contract year. He was kind of like distant, you know, he was, you know, he was doing the things that his, his agent, you know, told him to do. It's really cool to see Debo out there with the boys, which should be make, to a better season going into next season. All right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really like that. The fact that the boys are out there being the boys and they just having a great time, because like I said, once we get down to May, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. And when OTA start, you're going to see this team be locked and ready to go locked and loaded and ready to go. All right. Let's talk about Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw is going into his fourth season. Whew. The 49ers have the option to utilize their fifth-year option, okay, on Javon Kinlaw and Brandon Ayuk because they were first-round picks. Since we're focusing on the defense, let's talk about Javon Kinlaw, all right? Let's talk about Javon Kinlaw. Now, when the 49ers drafted Javon Kinlaw in the first round with the 14th pick, I, you know, I, I was like, okay, I hate to bring up Stuff from the past, it was more like, all right, we traded DeForest Buckner and then we tried to replace him with Javon Kinlaw. That, in layman's terms, that's kind of what it is. I know a lot of people were saying Javon Kinlaw's a bust. Uh, what's going on, Bebop? And, and, and I get it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, Steve, see Javon, I, I get it. Look, I get it, and I, there's not much I can say to defend the guy, mainly because he hasn't played enough. Javon Kinlaw's only played in 23 regular season games in three seasons. 23 regular season games and three seasons. The most he's ever played was his rookie season. And his rookie season, that's when he was the best. When he was available and he didn't have to deal with the injuries, which he did deal with injury a little bit in his rookie season, he was pretty good out there. So focusing on Javon Kinlaw and you're probably like, well, why are we talking about Javon Kinlaw? Because the 49ers have to make a decision. This is how much it's going to cost the 49ers, $11.6 million, if they exercise the option of that fifth-year option. It won't be paid this year. It would say that the 49ers will automatically be on the books in 2024 for $11.6 million for Javon Kinlaw. That's what that means. If you rewind to 2022 into the 2023 season, right, the 49ers were on the books for $11.65 million for Mike McGlinchey. So Mike was going to have to, he was going to get paid whether he played or not. This is what this, it'll be the same scenario for Javon Kinlaw. And so the question out there right, is going to be, you know, will the 49ers utilize this option? And 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 I don't think that they should. I, I really feel like they allow him to play his 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 fourth season, which will be this upcoming season. Okay. And then if Javon Kinlaw, let's say he has a miraculous season. Let's say Javon Kinlaw has a miraculous season. Okay. Let's say he does. 
if he does have a miraculous season, then the 49ers can, you know, he'll become an unrestricted free agent go, and, and next year, right? And then the 49ers can make him an offer. Now, I will say this. He might F the 49ers because there might be a different team that's going to pay him. But this is the gamble that you play when you're playing football, okay? And, and, and listen, I think Ken Law, you know, I see a lot of people. Let me read some of your comments out there. Um, I don't want you to guys think I'm just talking. Some some people are saying he's a big fail. Um, <laughs> Kali says, if the 49ers pick up Ken Law's fifth-year option, I'm rioting. Uh, big fail from my man Kenny. Um, <laughs> it's it's crazy. What's going on, uh, Dion? I see you out there, bro. Kenlo got bad knees. If if you want the context, because I was told that I have to start providing context. So if you want context on Javon Kenlo, he has been dealing with the knee injury. Uh, that's been crucial. His knees have been terrible as an NFL player, and unfortunately, it just has not allowed him to get on the football field to per form he only has a total career of 29 hurries yo three sacks four quarterback hits and the rest are just you know what they are pressures 29 pressures total it's it's sad and unfortunate from a big fellow like that now he's meant to be used in the run stopping game but man if you had to pick a player who graded the worst in the philadelphia eagles game Let's say you picked a defensive player that had the worst grade in that game. Who would it have been? Now, on film, in my opinion, it looked like Javon Kinlaw. And I get it. He was double teamed. He was he was comboed. Like, they were trying to take him out. Totally understand it. But, man, he was all the Russian touchdowns. All of them. Dang. They, it was like they were, they were, they were from Javon Kimmel. It's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. Steve has a really cool um, assumption, and 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 I, I wonder if this is what it's going to be. He says Kinlaw needs to just be a rotational piece. Don't need to see him there with the starters anymore. Yo, this is what I was saying last year. But the injury to Hassan Ridgeway was the, was was the key. And Kevin Givens, in my opinion just isn't that run stuffing defensive tackle that you need out there on your first second downs when you're trying to stop the run when you know they're gonna run he's too light in the ass Kevin Givens isn't that guy and so when Javon Kinlaw being out there you're like yeah they should be able to you know situational you're saying rotational I'm more like situational I don't even think he's rotational at this point and it's not a shot to him I just last year he just couldn't get healthy Last year, he should have been situational. Unfortunately, the 49ers were also missing players on that defensive in that defensive uh middle to where he had to be the start the starter. He had to be the starter. So I I agree with Steve. Um, Niner Gang Podcast says no fifth-year option for him. Let him go wherever he can go. But after this year, his time is up. Like I said, there's always look for the optimism in everything, right? I think you mentioned that, Dion. And so here's my thing. When it comes to Dean, when it comes to Javon Kinlaw, there's a possibility rotational, situational, starting. He has a phenomenal fourth year. Let's just say he does. Now the 49ers have to make that decision. Now they already made the decision not to pay him that 11.6. But if he has that phenomenal year, 
there's going to be a team that's going to go out there and that's going to say, let's say he finishes with nine sacks. Let's say he finishes with nine sacks. Let's say he gets another interception, which he had in his rookie year. He had a pick six uh, to be exact. Let's say he finishes with a phenomenal year as one of the top defensive tackles in football. Then the 49ers are just going to have to cut their ties, man. They're either going to have to pay the kid, you know, for 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 years for a couple of million, I, I would sign up to a three year deal after that if if you know if if it pans out that way, you know what I'm saying. But listen, I get it. I get the fact that that everybody thinks that we should move on from Javon Kinlaw because he's really taking up a roster spot and his productivity isn't there. You know what I mean? Uh, shout out to Tommy. Tommy says Givens is a good passer. Exactly. That's exactly what he's known for. That's his specialty. He's a good pass rushing defensive tackle so that the different like that's why losing in my opinion losing uh uh oh my gosh he went to the um he went to the denver broncos losing i can't remember his name to save my life um losing dj jones i didn't realize how detrimental it would be to the san francisco 49ers because with dj you were getting run stuffing and pass rushing Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. You were getting both. I don't think Ken Law is tradable, if that's who you're still talking about out there. I don't think he's tradable at all. I don't think he's put up anything that makes a team say, oh, I want him. I'll give you... I don't even think teams would give you, I mean, a seventh-round pick. It's almost like if they cut him, if the 49ers decided to cut uh, Javon Kinlaw, I mean, they would get hit with a little bit of the bread money. You know what I'm saying? Let me see if I can find his contract up here. I'm looking for it right now as we speak. So Javon Kinlaw, let me just highlight him real quickly. All right, so he's set, all right, to make two point, he's going to get a $2.7 million signing bonus his uh salary is 2.2 million okay and so guaranteed that signing would be close to 5 million um they would take a they would take a huge hit if they cut him yeah they they're not going to cut him uh, if anything if anything they would try to trade him but i don't i don't think i don't think a team's going to be out there to, to to try to grab him I think it's like a, I don't really see any of the, the dead cap value. The dead cap value would be that 4.9 million. So it'll cost the 49ers about 5 million if they decided to let them go. That's kind of like what I'm looking at. So it's not too much, but I mean, you don't, you don't want to have to spend money because you still got to spend more money. When you think about the dead cap, you don't want a bunch of dead cap out there because you are, you, you got to add more players. So now it's like, I'm spending money to not have a player here. And I think the main, you know what? I guarantee you, if they didn't have the dead cap money from D Ford, then Javon Kinlaw may be cut. So there's a possibility that D Ford is saving Javon Kinlaw in his fourth season. Just putting it out there because that dead cap money for D Ford is over $8 million. So the 49ers are on the books for $8 million, period. And there's no D Ford in sight. What's going on, Fernando? I see you out there, baby. What's going on? What's going on, Mose? What most knows is in the building, y'all. What's good, family? But nah, seriously, man, when you look at it, you're asking yourself, dang, man, 
fifth year option is going to be, you know, between 10 to I, I, right now they have it at $11.6 million for the 49ers to be on the book. And, and next year, I just don't think that's a wise move financially for the 49ers. I don't care what type of productivity this kid puts up. It's a gamble. It's a gamble when it comes to it. All right. It's a gamble. Now, I do want to look at the 49ers. That's Javon Kinlaw. We want to focus on the defense. Then I'm going to open up the lines. All right. So give me about five or 10 minutes. Talk about where the defense is. All right. Now, last season, the defense was ranked number one. The 49ers do will be starting their season with a new defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes. D'Amico Ryans is now the head coach, okay, <laughs> of the Houston Texans, which means the 49ers uh, had to go out and hire a defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes. Now, we have our history on Steve Wilkes. We've done shows on Steve Wilkes. We know that his specialty, okay, is the DBs, secondary. That's where his strength lies, all right? That's where uh, Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator of the 49ers, his strength lies in the secondary. We need to figure out what his mindset is going to be going into free agency. Because the question is, does he enhance his secondary? Or does he stick on the trajectory of the 49ers enhancing that defensive line? So that's something that we're going to have to kind of like figure out. You see 49ers are losing coaches here and there. Then Corey Unlin is gone and things like that, which makes sense because he was the pass game specialist or whatever he was on defense. You know, don't don't really need him. But when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers defense, I really feel after all of the emotions are out, you go back to 2019, that Super Bowl. You go back to the NFC Championship game. Uh, you go uh, and, and 2022 uh, or 2021. Yeah, well, the 2021 season. And then you go back into this NFC Championship game. And when I sit there and I look and I say to myself, man, the defense might have been really good this past season. might have been the best defense we saw from the 49ers. But, man, if they could have just held it together and stopped the run. And I know it's hindsight. It's hindsight. I get it. And we could say that the defense was tired. We could say we didn't have a quarterback. We could say all of that because all of it's correct. None of it's wrong. Thing is, they couldn't stop the run either. And it wasn't that they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop situational running, which made the game kind of get blown out of proportion. I'm not going to blame it on penalties, refs, or even, even the lack of quarterback, even though that does play a role. When you, I'm focusing on the defense. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't get to Jalen Hurts, and they couldn't stop the run, right? I think that was most important. They literally could not stop situational running. And the crazy thing is, it was like first downs, and, they, and these running backs were gashing for touchdowns on first downs. It was like, what is going on here? So when I go back and I rewatch that, to me, just to me, not everybody else. I know that the, the 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 quarterbacks were gone. I get that the play calling was weird. Don't know what you expected with no quarterback and and play calling to be better. Couldn't run the ball. We became one dimensional. Their defense teed off. Our defense, though, for a second, was doing their thing, right? Forced three and outs, was getting off the field. And this was even after Brock Purdy leaves the game. This was even with the Josh Johnson. But then they got gashed and situational running. And then it was just like, oh, my gosh, damn, one rushing touchdown, two rushing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. Like, what is going on here? Four rushing touchdowns. So the most they gave up like all season. I don't have the stats in front of my face. I'm just going off of memory. So charges at the game. But but I will say this. 
to me, the 49ers defense, which is the anchor of the team, again, let the team down. And so when you look at the defense, I think that's where you start. They have to improve on defense in order to win a championship. That old cliche defense wins championships will always be for real. Because at the end of the day, I know Patrick Mahomes was made plays, but their defense made plays in order to seal deals. That was what the 49ers defense should have been. And as good as the Philadelphia uh, Eagles offense looked against the 49ers, their defense played better than the offense in that game in the NFC Championship game. They're de- like it's it's, so, it's weird, right? And so defense, defense, defense. Got to continue to be to build off of the D. Like that's super important, right? Continue to build off the D. When I look at the 49ers defense, I say to myself, "All right, who do we have to build off of?" Okay? You got Nick Bosa, best defensive player of the game, Eric Armstead, savvy vet, Fred Warner, probably one of the best players in football. Hands down, will be a Hall of Famer without a doubt in mind. There's no doubt. If there's a player, like he, Fred Warner is almost like a player coach. Like he's a coach on the field. He's graduated to that level. Players want to play for Fred Warner. That's how great he is. Dre Greenlaw, Talanoa Hufanga going into his third season. You should see some improving from him as well. But man, dude made all pro and pro bowl his second year and was getting burnt. Just just to put that out there, not a shot at him, just putting it out there. Like we saw some negative plays, some bad plays from him, some bad reads, some bad communications. But you know, overall, he was one of the best safeties in football. And then you got Charvarius Mooney Ward out there in the corner. In my opinion, a lockdown man-to-man who's learning the concepts of zone. Now, when you look at Steve Wilkes, He's a heavy zone guy. He 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 makes sure his defenders are smart and they know exactly the space that they need to be to make plays on the ball. It's going to be very interesting. But that's what the 49ers have to build off. And if you ask yourself who's the best player on this, that's it's subjective, but I think everybody's going to go with the defensive player of the year. I forgot Lenore. I I didn't forget about him, but it was more like I wonder where he's going to play. So you know what? Let's add Lenore to this list. Let's do it. Shout out to Symmetry. Let's add Niamador Lenore to this list. It's not a shot at him. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if he's going to battle for a quarterback two or nickelback. It's kind of why, kind of like why I left him off this list. So I'm going to put him on this list because he is another person you can build off of. To me, he had a a, a tremendous, a tremendous uh, second season. Whoa, the improvement from him was amazing. So my apologies for leaving him off the list. Lenore, you're you're, you're going on the list. Shout out to Symmetry for bringing that up. (laughs) I did the edit, the the autocorrect, and it, it called him Commodore. The um, Amador. I think I spelled it right. All right. So the Amador Lenore. And and, and the Amador Lenore. I think that's how you spell it. I hope that's how you spell it. Anyway, yes. The Amador Lenore. Those are your one and two. So your cornerbacks, boom. And I thought the Amador Lenore played well in zone and struggled sometimes in man. Like sometimes in man. But like I said, we're going to see. um, Oh, me too. Me too. 
me me too if you're still talking about Diamandu Lenoir uh he he definitely is a rising star in the NFL and this year I think you're going to get to see the strengths of Diamandu Lenoir with Steve Wilkes this is going to be uh, the, the Steve Wilkes hire is 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 dope because He'll be able to trust his defensive front coaches, Johnny Highland at the linebackers, uh, Chris Kosarek on the defensive line. Like, those are the guys that make up those two levels. Let him focus on what he what his strength is. I that's why I said free agency is going to be very interesting. Does he bring in a safety? Does he bring in another corner? Don't know. My me personally, you address the damn line. Uh, but I agree with you, Symmetry. I think he's going to be a star. That list, though, right there is a tough list, but it's not enough because the depth, there's a lot of players no longer that's going to be with the 49ers. A lot of players are free agents, and there are some that they're going to bring back. I'm going to list some of the free agents, right? Uh, Samson Abukam, Kerry Hyder Jr., uh, Kevin Givens is a is a restricted free agent. Uh, T.Y. McGill's unrestricted. Charles Menahu, Jordan Willis, uh, Aziz Alshair. Okay, just looking at these names. Okay, looking at those names. It's 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 some tough things. Tashawn Gibson, Jimmy Ward, uh, Tarvarius Moore, key free agent pieces from that San Francisco 49ers defense, which means they're going to be losing a lot of depth. And how are they going to replace that depth? That's going to be the question. That's like the million-dollar question because last season they tried to replace the depth with defensive linemen, and at the end of the day, ain't look good. Like, like the linemen didn't look that great. It just, it just didn't. So I'm saying that to say this. Nick Bosa, in my opinion, Nick Bosa is the best defensive player for the San Francisco 49ers. He won defensive player of the year. Now, I love Fred Warner, but Nick Bosa's impact makes him top. When you're getting double teamed and triple teamed and chip blocked and all that type of stuff, and you still find a way to to be the number, the sack leader of the NFL, like that's that, that lets you know that you're standing above and beyond other players in the NFL. And it's not like he was up there against some of the weak guys. Like, he was up there against some of the cream of the crop in the NFL. Like, real talk. Nick Bosa. So, if Nick Bosa is the best player, where are the 49ers the weakest? And to me, it's the defensive line. I'm going to have Tony on here on Wednesday. And I can't wait to hear what he has to talk about when it comes to the defensive line. I'm going to have John Chapman on here Friday. And I can't wait to he creatively, creatively, tries to figure out how to improve this 49ers defensive line via free agency, via draft. So listen, I got some heavy hitters coming on here this week, okay? Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, all right? Now, when you look at this defensive line, Nick Bosa is where you got you to gotta build. I'm looking at all those players to build off of, and I think those players are good, but where are the 49ers lacking? Defensive line, pressure. I don't care if you're getting pressure from the inside or the outside. Check the poll question. If you guys didn't participate in the poll question, I see about 81 votes out here right now. Make sure you go ahead and take the vote. Also, don't forget to hit that like button. We're not done yet, but don't forget to hit the like button. I will be opening up and inviting you on the show in about two minutes, so get ready. Defensive and defensive tackle, okay? You got to start with the line because the wars are won in the trenches. I don't give a f- what side you play on. It's one. The games are won in the trenches, right? Defensive line. Nick Bosa, 
Eric Armstead are your pillars. Now, who's going to be surrounding those guys? And in my opinion, you got to get one of those players some help. Me personally, I want to help get some pressure from the interior. So if I had to pick one of the positions to vote on for me, and I'm not trying to swindle any of your votes or sway your votes, for me, it'd be defensive tackle. And we're going to talk about some of the free agents out there. It's going to be crazy, you know. But I'm starting with the defensive tackle because I love Eric Armstead, but he's not a defensive uh, pass rushing tackle. The 49ers this season were missing DJ Jones. They have to find a way to sign somebody that can give them DJ Jones productivity at the starting position from the defensive tackle. I believe they can supplement on the edge. They can find somebody else. They can develop. They can do things off the edge. They can get creative on the edge. They can't really get too creative in the middle. It's big guys. Now, this will help Javon Kinlaw in his fourth year if they can get a guy that's a solid starter that is going to command attention from the offensive line, right? Now, when Javon Kinlaw comes in a game, he'll be fresh and so forth, and he'll be able to be that rotational player that Steve was talking about earlier in the show. So I feel like you start with the interior, all right? You start with the interior, you find a way, and you already know my number one guy. If I'm the 49ers, I'm going to get Deron Payne. I thought we would trade for him last year. It was either him or the kid from the Carolina Panthers. Now, I don't know if the Panthers franchise tagged Derek Brown. It's the fifth-year option for him as well. I do not believe they offered him a a contract extension. Please look out for that name, Derek Brown. Defensive tackle. As a matter of fact, here's the thing. Here's a cool fun fact. The 49ers, you know who they wanted to draft at defensive tackle the year that they traded? Um, DeForest Buckner. The year they traded DeForest Buckner. Do you know who they wanted to draft at defensive tackle? Put in the chat who their draft crush was and replacing, and replacing DeForest Buckner. Let's see if you guys know. Let's see if you guys know. First person that pops it up, I'm going to show it. But don't forget, keep his name uh, out there just to see what happens. Just to see what happens. I do believe the Carolina Panthers would be silly to not find a way to utilize him. And there it is. And I was waiting for the first one to pop up with the name. Shout out to my man, Eddie G. Air horns for you, baby. He was selected before the 49ers picked. And then they ended up going to the Javon Kinlaw route. All right, Hurricane 774-2. Yes, Derrick Brown. That was the guy. And I feel like Derrick Brown fits. He fits. The 49ers did have DJ Jones, and they had some rotational players that they felt probably, you know, were going to be able to supplement on that defensive line. But Derrick Brown was the guy. Now, I, I tell you what, uh, Eric Carr, you got it right as well. <laughs> Ken Twan Bomber. Nah, he wasn't the dude. It was Derrick Brown from the Carolina Panthers. Now, I brought that name up. Because our new defensive coordinator is Steve Wilkes. If the if the Carolina Panthers don't decide to use their fifth year option on Derrick Brown, he'll be going into his last year. And that's a name you might want to look out towards for the future for the San Francisco 49ers. This is one thing I know that the 49ers kind of do. They find a way to get the players 
that they wanted in the draft a little bit later. George Oldham, Oren Burks. Those were all in the years of Fred Warner. And by, they, they end, those players are now 49ers. Just let that sink in. They figured out Christian McCaffrey. They wanted to draft him. And fortunately, they tried to build in the trenches. They get now, And guess who's a 49er? Christian McCaffrey. They find a way to get the player that they want a little bit later out there. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Everybody wake up. It's time to get you guys on the show. I want to hear from you guys. We don't do the phone thing anymore because for some reason, like the phone line just doesn't want to interact to where you guys can hear them when they're speaking. So you got to be a guest. So make sure you look good. Make sure you smell good uh, and, and all that good stuff. I don't know why you need to smell good, but make sure you do so. All right. So go ahead. There's the link in the chat. If you want to jump on the show, we're talking about the 49ers and what they must improve on defense in order to win a championship. So that will be the question that you guys get to talk about Again, I'm going to limit you guys to two minutes apiece. All right. I miss having you on here. I miss hearing from you. That's Mondays. Since Mondays are my solo shows, Mondays are the days I'm going to open it up to you guys. So we're, we're doing some switcherooing around. So I hope you guys are rocking out. Shout out to everybody that's here. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Let's get my man, Eddie G. You are on the Wayne Breezy Show. What's going on, baby? What's up, Wayne? How you doing, brother? I'm doing real good, man. I'm doing good. You know, it's about, what, three weeks, three, four weeks, three weeks. You know, since that crushing loss. But I tell you what, it's time to figure out ways to move forward. And that's what we're doing right here, man. So how how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm missing football already. Missing already. (laughs) Since you're on the show, did you get a chance to watch uh, any of the XFL games? I watched a little bit. I did watch a little bit. Um, Me and my son did. We watched a little bit. He was. I was trying to let him know what it was before it came back. And mm-hmm. it wasn't the greatest hit, but I was, there were some good plays that were being made out there. They had, some, okay. you know, I saw the rocks little motivational speech before and that was cool. He, uh, he's trying to get them fired up and let them understand that they could use this as a step stool. So yeah, I watched a little bit. I might watch some this next weekend too. Now, that was cool. And it's cool to see some former NFL players getting a second shot, getting a second chance, you know what I'm saying? To go out there and, 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 you know, do their thing and, and, and make a case for themselves and possibly try to find their way back into the NFL if possible. So it's, it's a great chance, a great opportunity. Shout out to The Rock and, uh, you know, whoever's part of that conglomerate to put it together. And it's also giving fans football to watch during the off seasons. And I didn't get a chance to watch any games. How different is it other than like the sponsors and things like that? Are the rules the same? Is it the same amount of players? Is, is it the same? type of watching an nfl game yeah it's pretty close it's not okay. uh not too great not like the, i don't think it's like they did when they did it the first time around you know when vince mcmahon came out with it and that's what i'm asking yeah that's, so that turned me off yeah <laughs> i haven't even I, I mean it was on tv and i was just like i'm i don't i'm not interested because if yeah it, it was the yeah, same it's, as was before i can't get into it so you're saying it was different so that's cool to know yeah it was it was actually pretty it was good you know they're using different color schemes stuff trying to pop and yeah, Josh Gordon caught a touchdown. He did. Okay. He was he was in there. So, but no, it was it was a good start. I think. I think it's it'll it, it'll be interesting to kind of pay attention to and see what what they can do with it. All right. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna give I'm definitely gonna check it out this weekend. This upcoming weekend. All right. Let's talk about the 49ers defense. Mm-hmm. We're gonna focus this week on the defense. Uh, I need to know from you how the 49ers or what the 49ers do need to do to improve on defense because they're losing a lot of players. They're losing a few starters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're losing a lot of depth. 
And there were only like seven or eight names, yeah. not enough to even fill a defense that I mentioned. So yeah. let's talk about that, man. I want to get your take on it. Well, I'm with you with the Steve Wilkes hire because this is, uh, you know, how many of these past couple of years we've been talking about our, our secondary and building that up. And it's gotten obviously gotten better. Um, who knows what it could have been if Mosley didn't go down. I think that changed a lot. But I think he comes back. You bring him back and let him work with Wilkes and let Mooney work with Wilkes, too. I think that would be good for him, too. Um, but I'm with you, D-Tackle. We need someone. You know, I'm really, really interested to see what Kalia Davis can do. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just got – yeah, he's got that DJ Jones build, you know. And, yeah, yeah when, when, coming out. not having DJ was a big deal for us. Huge deal. I didn't. I don't think we really realized after he went to Denver what we were really losing. Because good point, man. That the pressure up the middle just didn't seem like we weren't getting it. And you know, I was hype on Kinlaw too, and I was hoping that this was going to be the year that you know he see a change and that knee would be okay. And man, he was getting tossed by mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey in that NFC Championship game. <sighs> Literally. He was up off his feet. I know. It was, yeah, it just... And I, and it's not like I'm... We all saw that video that Steph Sanchez had of him in... in uh, uh, where were they? Up in Colorado where he was walking across the field with no shirt. We're like, look at him. He's a monster. But, man, it just, it just hasn't panned out. I, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's one thing to be like... Like, weight room strong... And yeah. then football strong. Because yeah. <laughs> football yeah. applies physics and, and different ways to, you know, th- the smallest player in football can move a 300-pound lineman. Like, it's super easy. Like It's, it's how they utilize their weight. They, they mm-hmm. use the uh, opposing team's weight. I their leverage, yeah. The yeah, leverage, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, that and, and his health, I feel like yeah. we're two of the, two of the things that kind of like, you know, and his productivity, like he just wasn't able to be on the football field due to health. And then he was out there, he couldn't produce and he just didn't look good. And it was just like, dude, how many, I mean, the 49ers by contract, right. We'll give him a chance this, this year. Yeah. They can eat 5 million, I believe on the cap uh, or something like that, or the day cap money that it'll cost them. But look, man, Javon Kinlaw has a year to come out there and prove himself. But the question is, will they bring in somebody else? And that usually lights a fire on under certain people behind. So th- th- it could be a good thing. They got to yeah. bring in competition for Kimmo. And I like what you said about where Steve Wilkes is coming from and where Derek Brown is currently. I just, there could be a connection. It could be. Hey, hey, bring it on. I'm, I'm okay with that because he's, he, he looked real good for Carolina. He really did. And yeah, he was the one that it was between him and Javon. They were going back and forth and, I thought they were going to take Derek Brown. And when they said Javon Kinlaw, I was like, okay, I wasn't unhappy with the pick, but it was just, yeah, that knee issue has just been lingering so bad. And I feel for him. You know, the guy's, he's trying, he's trying, but, you know, how can you be that big with a knee that hurts that bad and try to move, you know, 300 some odd pound offensive lineman out of your way to get to a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, so. I don't know, and, and like I said, I'm I'm really hoping we're gonna lose a bunch of guys. Uh, I think uh, uh, Symmetry said it in the chat. Omenihue, I would love if he would stay, but I think he's gonna get picked up. Somebody's gonna pay him because he he started getting a lot better. 
um, pass rush wise, and I, I started liking him a lot. So I don't know. We're gonna lose a lot of guys. There's gonna I think there's gonna be a lot up in the air, unfortunately, with this defensive line because your the depth the depth is is big. It's big, and and you know we saw what we saw what the Eagles were during the season. They had what was it four pass rushers with over with double digit sacks. Yeah, but you know I don't know I don't know what happened to them in the Super Bowl. They were they weren't anywhere to be found. But um, I, mm-hmm. I think I that had know. to do with some of. Uh, just Patrick Mahomes' magic, yo. Just yeah. being able to get rid of the ball quickly. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. You want to negate the pass rush, you get the ball, you get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. And I think that was why a lot of 49er fans were so upset with Kyle Shanahan on that play call. Cause it's like, dude, they got the most elite pass rushing game in the NFL. Why are we developing this long play action pass play? I think that was the biggest issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was that that play. Uh, I know we're, I don't want to get depth in in depth on that play. That play, there were so many things that could have happened. Yeah, I mean, I mean you were the you were the first one to point it out because I didn't see it. The first thing I thought was that, like, how are you going to have Croft on 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 Reddick? And then and then you you pointed out he could have stepped up in the pocket. There were so many things on that play, right? I so mean, many things, but the play by design was supposed to work. But the, yeah. the thing is. If you didn't factor in Reddick's ability, which was different because I didn't watch Reddick line up that far outside in the in the Super Bowl. No, so that, no. that lets you know that there was a one up. Like Reddick just read his scouting report. It's like I can beat Tyler Croft. Let me yeah. get some let me get some leverage and speed on the outside. I'll find a way to bend, get around them, and yeah. possibly make a play. It, it was just a lot of stuff. We're not gonna focus on that. No, but I gotta get the other guys on here. I do appreciate you for jumping on, man. Hey man, hey, good to see you. Uh, Thanks, been a while, haven't been able. Work's been crazy, but Understood. looking forward to this offseason, bro. I'm ready. We need to foot what? What do we got? Combines in less than two weeks. Combine is in two weeks. It's next week, isn't it? Are, Combine are you going next week? I haven't decided yet. I'm tired of traveling. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You were doing a lot of travel. I didn't. Bro, I'm traveled out, man. Like I never thought I could be traveled out. I'm traveled out. I, yeah. I'm traveled out, so it's there's a possibility I may be there, but we'll see. We'll see how that works. And I'm praying. I'm praying that the Niner Jacksonville game this year is in Jacksonville because if it is, <gasps> me and the boy are going. So I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> go across seas. <CZ> <laughs> I, I understand. I'd rather fly south for thirty nine dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for jumping on. All right, bro. Love you. All right, love you too. D, what's going on, baby? I think you're on mute because your smile is good, but I can't hear you. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good, man. How, how's all uh, all is well with you? That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, I, I I've been watching. The reason I'm watching the XFL okay. is because it's not like it previously was. That's what he said. Where it was all crazy. I understand why you said you were turned off by it because you were like, "This is too crazy." So, to be honest with you, the only thing that they really do is different. Their kickoff is a little odd. Okay. So they have like dudes lined up like five yards from each other. And basically once the person catches the ball, then they can move. Or if the ball drops, it's like three seconds and (laughs) then you can move. 
yeah, the kickoff's a little weird. And then plus they have access, a little more access to the players and the coaches. Like they go into the locker room during halftime. So you can kind of see what happens. So, I mean, it's still played like an NFL game to an extent. But to be honest with you, the reason I'm watching it is because there are a lot of guys that have been in the league trying to break back in that are there. Plus, I'm trying to see if there's a right tackle out there that we can go ahead and get. (laughs) And to be honest with you, we have a ton of NFL talent coaching these teams. Wade Phillips, Rod Woodson. Um, so on and so forth. Like we, these are guys that have been in the league and these aren't like basic dude. These are stars. I got you. So you can see what they've been developing. And Wade Phillips, hey, look, man, his defense is still disgusting. I didn't look at him for a defensive coordinator, uh, but hey, man, hey, Wade ain't no joke. He got them dudes out there pass rushing like nobody's business. The only other thing that I saw that, that, uh, that, that was proven was that, um, Paxton Lynch is trash. High guard. Yep. We'll 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 leave High it. At that. You got benched. How you get benched in three different leagues? He got benched in the XFL. Yes. Damn. It's bad for him. He should just retire. Like just. Yeah. Just you gotta let that dream go. Like if there's, if there's a national flag football league, possibly that might be his route. Hey, he. I don't no, know. That's that's still not gonna be his. He probably get benched there too. I'm sorry. And and that too. Um, but. Black Connection has this thing. He says, "Get some defensive tackles," and I'm glad that he put this out here because I need to ask you, what are you trying to fix on this defense? Because in my opinion, this is where they're taking the most hits. I do know that they need to improve the offensive line. Clear as clear as day. We have nothing to worry mm-hmm. about. But the rest of the pieces on the offense pretty much sound they got plenty of weapons don't think they need to add a different weapon they might need to add another tight end but that's another show defense though they're losing some depth key depth and like i would say two starters you know to sean gibson jimmy ward those are starters they're gone they're free agents we don't know if they're coming back but as of right now they're gone he says get some defensive tackles do you agree with this because I want to get your thought on this. See, because I'll explain where I stand, but I want to know if you agree with get some defensive tackles. Keyword meaning some. Yes, I do. Um, We got to have, uh, see, I I like to call them hogs. Some people call them hog mollies, you know, run, you know. I like those big dudes in the middle to be, because they're the ones that don't allow that push, you know, to come from the offensive line, from the guards and the centers. So we do need to get somebody. you know, I've said this before, I'll say it again, nothing personal against Javon Kinlaw. I hope that man figures out whatever he needs to figure out. I hope that he does go elsewhere and he winds up successful. Hopefully he has a good year for us this year, but a fifth-year option is just not an option. The man, unfortunately, has not been able to stay healthy. He has not been on the field, and I don't care how much talent you got. If you ain't on the field to showcase it, don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. That's just it, – it's. At the end of the day, people have to understand the league still is a business and business is based on performance. If you ain't perform, you think if I go to my job or I go work here, go work there. And they say, you know, and I'm always calling in sick. I'm always late. I don't do my job right. I'm messing up things. You think that it's a point where they're going to look at me and go, yeah, uh, you know, we're going to promote you to customer because this ain't going to work. Yes. Why? I'm not doing the things that I've been asked to do. Sorry, he has not been able to pull that off. And it's nothing against him personally, but it is what it is. But we should be able to find some people out there um, to be able to pay 
and and get some things going in our direction. Um, you know, I, I hope Kenlaw has a resurgence, but, you know, you can hope on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that the defensive tackle position is something we do need to address uh, because opposite Eric Armstead, there isn't anybody else that's able to be a run stuffer and pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be able to pull off both, and we don't have that guy. I agree with you on your assessment of Kevin Gibbons. He is a little light in the you-know-what. and it's a little bit. You know, that, that run stuffing ain't his thing. Pass rushing, yes. So, <clears throat> I think that's good. I, we, I'm telling you right now, bring Tayshawn Gibson back. We all know Jimmy Ward gone. He didn't show his versatility. There's going to be a team out there that's going to pay him. I'm calling it right now. I'll probably see him in Houston with D'Amico. They got enough money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could throw him a bag and say, hey, Jimmy, come on over here. He's got familiarity. I love the Steve Wilkes hire. I think that that makes our DBs elite. Um, we already have the best D-line coach in Chris Kacarek. So I think those dudes, that that added combination of making the DBs even better than they already are and trying to re-sign Emmanuel Mosley, I know it's kind of hard because you don't want to lowball anybody, but he did get injured, so you can probably try to get him for the low. and. You should be fine with your D. We got depth on the DBs. And with Steve Wilkes being there, honestly, there's a sleeper here, people. I think Steve Wilkes could turn Womack into a monster. He's already got a lot of the ability. He has all of the tools that Wilkes likes in the DB. And he just fine-tuned it just that much, just a little bit, tweaked a couple of things. I think he could turn Womack into a star. And hopefully he can dig into Ambry Simon's soul and bring him back from the dead. Yeah, look, look, the 49ers, I like what you said about uh, those DBs. They have, to me, Womack, good man, uh, but zone is where he struggles. Ambry Thomas, good press man, but zone is where he struggles. Traverius Ward, good press man, but zone is where he struggles. If, if you had to ask yourself who would be the best zone quarterback, which he runs heavy zone the majority of his, his, his scheme, it would be Diamondra Lenore. And, and I'm saying that because he's on the roster. Manuel mostly currently would be a free agent. So if it was mo- if mostly was here, it would be mostly. Um, so that's the Amador. So like, like they, they're going to need to do some, some checking there, uh, or he's going to have to do some switching on his man zone concept. So it's going to be really interesting to see the type of pieces he brings in. But getting back to the front, I brought that comment up here, and then I'm going to get Uncle Scott on here. And shout out to Uncle Scott in the, in the back room, you know, waiting. Appreciate you. Um, some is the key word. See, I, I mm-hmm. don't agree with the some word because some is the reason why we ain't winning shit. The thing <laughs> is you want to get in the one and then you supplement with, with the guys that, you you know, the, the, the other guys, right? And so when you're trying to, like Eric Armstead, we run a 4-3, so you need a three technique and you need that one technique guy. And then your one is majorly what your nose, sort of like that nose tackle type of technique. If you were in a three, four, who would line up directly over the center. But unfortunately, we don't have, that's not how we line up. And then we space wide. So it's like you need a defensive tackle that's quick on his feet, that has great leverage, that has power to push into the backfield, that can shed the block, stop the run, but also is quick enough to get that pass rushing ability i think the key to the reasons why the 49ers didn't sign dj jones was his ability to stay healthy or his inability to stay healthy he couldn't stay healthy but he was the guy he was like the perfect combo you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying he wasn't the forrest buckner 
but he was the perfect combination of a defensive tackle between pass rushing and run stuffing. They have to find that guy. I know you can find guys like that in the draft, but you're talking about developing. And before you jump off, and I appreciate you, and I promise you, you and I are going to be doing a show together this this upcoming mm-hmm. offseason or whatnot. I definitely want to get you on and get more of your takes out here. I just want to reiterate what happened in that 2020 draft before I bring on Uncle Scott, and I want to get you a quick thought on this, all right? Okay. The first defensive tackle. Only two defensive tackles went in the first round. Derek, Derek, Derek Thomas. Derek Brown mm-hmm. went number seven to the Carolina Panthers because the San Francisco 49ers knew this is why they traded to Forrest Buckner. No one was going to take a tackle. Here, This is what happened. Carolina drafted Derrick Brown. That was the guy the 49ers were salivating over. I guarantee it. He was that perfect combination. And then when you mix in DJ Jones, you don't skip a beat. You get a young guy in here. You got the veteran DJ Jones. And you just don't skip a beat in the, in the type. Javon Kinlaw went second. He was the second defensive tackle taken off that board with the 14 picks. So you had seven and 14. The next defensive tackle was not drafted until the second round. And if I tell you his name, you, well, Russ Blacklock from the Houston Texans out of TCU. And if I keep going down, Raekwon Davis from Alabama. And if I keep going down into the third round, it's Justin Matabuki. I think that's how you say his name. And then Devon Hamilton. And then names you just probably don't recognize in the NFL unless you're a fan of that team. So I'm saying that to say there's only one defensive tackle from that draft class that has been top in the cream of the crop, and that was the one that the Carolina Panthers took. And how unfortunate is it that the 49ers ended up drafting Javon Kinlaw, and he just didn't end up panning out. But I think their guy was Brown and the Panthers – the Panthers went in and jumped in in front of him seven picks earlier. What are your thoughts on that? And then I'll bring on my man, Scott. Yeah, man. Um, it, it sucks because drafts can be like that sometimes. You can have like a bunch of quarterbacks go in the first round and only one or two of them actually panned out. It, it happens like that. Um, the unfortunate thing is when we drafted Javon Kinlaw, long story short, I was not happy. Why? It's another player with an injury history that we're fully aware of, and we wasted a first-round pick on a guy. And the reason I say wasted is because you don't draft somebody that has an injury history knowing you're going to have to manage that with a first-round pick. You draft that guy probably the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Then it doesn't feel so bad. That's a fact. But when you draft this guy, and my initial thought was, we're drafting you to replace DeForest Buckner, someone who is consistently healthy and consistently making plays on the field. Now, I haven't really followed what he's been doing in Indy, but for me, if you're going to replace Defoe, at a bare minimum, you got to be on the field. At a bare minimum, because he is a pillar of health. 23 regular season games. That's Just, all and, and that's over the past couple of years, and his only actual year where he was remotely healthy Rookie. was the COVID year? When everybody and their mama was on IR, he's the only one that seemed to be able to actually be on the field. So for me, my thoughts are very simple. Derrick Brown was a great pick. Sucks that we didn't get him. But we could have went elsewhere with that first-round pick that we got from Indianapolis to be able to make things work better. 
unfortunately, Javon didn't work out. And we drafted him knowing he had this problem. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest issue. Don't do that. Don't take a first-round pick because you're putting a lot of pressure on the kid to stay healthy, along with the fact that you know you got to manage this thing. Why? You're not – if you see that this has been a consistent issue, you know it's not, it's not been working out well, why, therefore, would you put yourself in that position? Remember that song by Jada Kiss and Anthony Hamilton? Why? Update. I'm gonna be bumping that all day. Listen, dude, I appreciate you for jumping on. I'll hit you up, man, and we'll work on it, bro. Good job. Peace. All right, Uncle Scott, you ready to close us out, baby? Yes, sir. What's up, nephew? Nothing much, man. Now, before you give your takes on everything that's going down, I gotta check in. I want to make sure how's your off season doing? Like, how what, what, are you? Are you good? Are you uh, good it's it's doing. I I just got done moving. Uh, okay, I'm I'm I got this real estate thing going uh, as far as purchasing a new house coming oh, up. Congratulations! Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty special. This off season is out and kicking for me. Really, really good. Uh, I I I, I want to ask um, why why would this team continue to draft uh, like for instance Javon Kinlaw why would you why would you do that it doesn't make any sense I don't I don't understand it I love Javon I I think he he I was behind him when he came back from his injury yes maybe he could be but look guys. He's he's not gonna do it for us. So we need to go get a Deron Payne. We need a superstar. We need a superstar on the defensive tackle. Okay. We've got edge rushers. Bring back a Minihue. Bring back Ebukam. Uh we've got Drake Jackson. I mean, come on. We you know, re-sign, re-sign Hassan Ridgeway for depth. Uh you've got Kerry Hyder you can bring back. You know, you've got all these minimum vets you can bring back uh and chris kosarek will work his magic okay i think with the addition of steve wilk he he's gonna he's gonna he's got a defensive tackle in mind that he wants i i i honestly think that i don't know the man Uh, i've just heard great things about him but we're gonna have to see exactly what he's gonna do uh the first the first free agency signing, do you think it's going to be a deep tackle? Do you mm. think it's going to be a defensive end? Do you think mm. they're going to go offense? What do you think? That's a great question because it's going to come down to money and it's going to come down to how they can like allocate that, you know, that particular money spent. Because if you're going to spend on the defensive, they'll probably spend the most on edge rushers, which I think the 49ers pass on. Because they already got to pay an edge rusher, so I don't exactly. think they're two edge rushers. So guys, don't think they're going to get a premier edge rusher. I think you, with the restructuring of an Eric Armstead, I think that frees up some money, and I think you go out and get a defensive tackle. It might not be a superstar. I want Deron Payne, and yeah, it, but it may be a person that can do what DJ Jones did. That like exactly. That's the key. It's not the, who the person is. It's what the person can do. Do, exactly. And what he can do for us in the scheme Mm -hmm. uh, with all the players. Because Corsaric is good at putting pieces together 
to go out and produce on the field. Okay. But he needs some more, uh, I want to say more um, ability versus um, being off the field due to injury. Okay. We, we need to really focus on durability. Uh, we're not, we're, we're getting killed. We're getting killed with these injuries. I mean, unfortunately, Javon, he's not going to be back in his fifth year. But uh, I, him, him as a fill-in piece with the new defensive tackle that's going to take his place, uh, I think he's going to show out a little bit more. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think we're going to get, uh, knowing that his job's in jeopardy, I think Contract. we're going to get a little bit better. But he could be a depth piece. I know Javon was signed first round, going to be our dude, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it didn't work out. I think you so hit the on the head. I, I, I think that we need to focus on defensive tackle and maybe Brent. And, and if we can't sign Emmanuel Mosley uh, as our lockdown corner, we use Diamador De- Lador again and go with, and go with uh, 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 Mooney go with Mooney Ward. Um, I think that uh, Wilkes is going to bring in a, 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 a nice safety for us. I mean, somebody uh, that can produce like Tayshawn Gibson and Jimmy Ward, you know, that ability level. Um, production is key. Five Production is, and I think Wilkes is going to focus on that. Uh, I just want to see, I want to see what this cat does. Because you know uh, he's got the he's got the best defense to work front for. He he didn't have to put pieces like he did in Carolina. He's got pieces. He just has to add one or two more, and he has his defense for twenty twenty three. So uh, I I don't uh, I know we're talking about defense, but uh, I wanted to go to the offense real quick. For sure, I I, I think they need to bring in. Uh, a, a top center and maybe re-sign McGlinchey. Because okay. if they had a top center, they could re-sign McGlinchey unless he prices way out. But, you know. I know the reports on McGlinchey. Let, let me just give you a little preface on him. He's probably like the top two tackle on the market. Like, top two. And because of that, his price is up. Now, I know from us, he doesn't look like a top tackle in the league, but overall, he's a top tackle in the league. And that's not saying that there's bad tackles out there. No, he his 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 grades improved a little bit. Like his his play improved right. on the football field. And so uh and his pass protection. Now he might have declined a little bit in the run game. I think that's more of a center thing, uh, to where it helps and enables the offensive line to be better. But in the pass pro game, he did, he did, he did get a little bit better. So I think he prices himself out. I wouldn't oppose if the 49ers brought back in Mike McGlinchey. I just don't think if you're if you're going to spend money on a tackle, is it going to be the right tackle or that defensive tackle that you're talking about? Like that like right McKivitz, right not, right. For me, right. I'm going to I'm going to say, look, McKivitz, you play well in a game or two, get out there and compete. I'll draft another player. Let's see what we can get out of McKivitz. Sign a center though. That way you're only focusing on one piece of that offensive line, which could be the right tackle, which is important. But if the 49ers continue to try to run the ball first, 
I think you can get away with a makeshift right tackle, have the solid center. The whole left line will be solid. Your right guard will be solid going into year two, and you only got to focus on that tackle spot. And I think between Jalen Moore, Colton McKivitz, and whoever it is that they draft, they can figure that out. That's just me personally on the offensive line. Cool. Hey, before I get out of here, I just want to say um, I'm, I'm going to look for me next year on the road. Uh, you, it's going to be Uncle Scott's coming to town. So, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I want to hang out with you and John for for a minute. I, I hear John's a real riot. So He's the best well, you I've both are. But ever met in my uh, entire life. Yo, <laughs> John is great. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to the family. Uh, everybody stay up. We're, we're going to have an awesome year. I say put Trey in at first, let Brock heal, and then bring him in later because we want to see what Trey's going to do. Right? Yeah. That's what we want. We want Trey Lance to ex- excel, but he needs reps. So I say playing through preseason, playing first couple, three games, get him acculated. By then, Brock will be good to go. And if he falters at all, bring in Brock. And no, no, we don't mess the beat. We don't mess the beat at all. But that's all I got, nephew. Peace to the faithful. Peace to you. Uh, Heads up, everybody. We're going to have a great offseason. That's what I like to hear. Thanks, Uncle Scott. Peace out. Woo! That's it, man. That's it. Now, I see people who are asking how can they get on. Listen, I tell you what. Uh, I have a guest host on Wednesday and Friday. And if there's time toward the end of the show, we'll open up that. You guys can come on and speak. But when I put the link out there, I'm only going to put it out there once. You got you to gotta click on that link and then I'll get you on. Uh, these shows have to be in that, you know, 60-minute format. We're a little bit over today, which is fine. I don't mind. Shout out to everybody that's been tuned in. We got to get to that poll question because it's very interesting. Uh, and I, I wish I could know your context behind your answer. You typically in a poll question, I can't get the context, but the question was, all right, which position group would you address the most in free agency, defensive tackle or defensive end? And with 60% of the votes today, 60%, we had 117 votes. I hope I have 117 likes on this show, right? With 60% of the votes, you guys said defensive tackle. Round of applause out there. And so David... I see you asking. You can definitely try to come on Wednesday or Friday show if you're available. So keep those dates. Keep those two days in mind. All right. Now, listen, uh, defensive tackle for me would be the position that I would go with. Now, the 49ers do have Kalia Davis, who's going to be on the upcoming and the rising and developing. But remember, he's never been. He hasn't been in camp. He hasn't played. He hasn't done anything. So it's going to take him a minute to get himself right. I do like that he was coming out of college college compared to the dj jones role i do agree with like that's that was his comp okay that was his comp so we'll see we have to wait and see how he's going to be but the 49ers i do believe that they'll uh tender uh kevin givens and find a way they'll bring him back remember he's a restricted free agent so he'll more than likely nine times out of ten be back on a team cost uh friendly deal all right so kevin givens will be back in the rotation but again he's more of a specialist and i was saying that the 49ers I was saying to john chapman the 49ers need to figure out and get some specialists you know what do they do the best get that Put them out there. Let them focus on that one thing. 
So we'll see. Defense wins championships. This is a defensive week. Can't wait to have uh, my co-host on here this weekend. It's going to be an amazing week. Love you guys. Stay up. Stay faithful. I don't believe I missed any super chats out there. Thank you guys that do give super chats. Truly appreciate you. They help the stream. They help the show. They help me continue to produce great content. So if you guys feel like you want to give a super chat, be my guest. If you want to give a super thanks, that's something like after the show, you can click on super thanks and you can give in that way too there's also the venmo and the cash app and the description of the show all right if you want to help out with uh the channel and support the channel i appreciate you guys again we'll be back on wednesday same time same place actually it is going to be a special show on thursday i have a special uh guest coming on jake vogel is going to be coming on we're going to be talking about some of the draft picks and things like that uh if you don't know who he is make sure you go ahead and check him out there on twitter give him a look it's going to be a great show it's going to be a special show airing at a special time on this upcoming Thursday. All right. Can't wait to get to it. Stay up, stay faithful. Thanks for watching.